Welcome to Culture Matters, my podcast where we dive into the many facets of organizational culture. I'm your host, Subhu Kalpati. I am a talent leadership and organizational development professional. In this episode, we'll explore how organizational culture impacts career success. My guest today is Anshuman Tiwari. Anshuman is the global head of quality and continual improvement at DXC Technology. He's also a mid-career coach and a top voice on LinkedIn. He has taught quality principles, methods, and tools to over 10,000 professionals and over 1,000 students. He's helped his clients win several quality awards, including the Deming Prize. His mission is to make an impact and to lead people to deliver 10x results. Welcome to the podcast, Anshuman. My pleasure, Subhu. And it's uh, you're doing a great job. So very happy to be on your show. Uh, I've seen some of the, or rather heard some of your episodes. So they're all awesome and uh, honored to be invited. So thank you very much. Likewise, the pleasure is all mine, uh, Anshuman. It's great to have you here. Um, Anshuman, a place that I would love to start uh, is uh, your journey, right? Uh, your professional journey. Um, you you wear multiple hats. You are, um, you, you know, you had the global equality at DXC Technology. You are also a mentor and a coach to mid-career professionals. That's something that you do um, even outside of work. And um, you're very active on social media. You, you run a podcast of your own. So, you know, I think one oh, first question out of, you know, big curiosity is, how did you get here, right? So how did you get to where you are today? Um, and if you've had any big learnings as you've as you've uh, gone through your journey? I think, Subhu, I, I don't attach any specific romance to this. Everybody who does something worthwhile gets somewhere useful, right? So everybody has a journey, everybody has a destination and multiple milestones. So I've been building my career brick by brick. I keep telling everybody who cares that I had a very, I was a very average student um, and uh, didn't have any fancy start to my career. But I was very clear about one thing from the beginning that I will be amongst those people who will build their career and everything that I do will be brick by brick. And of course, at some point that brick by brick starts compounding. So this is the compounding phase of my career where people like you are very kind and, uh, you know, say all these nice things. But to me, the journey is more important and the years that it has taken for to build that brick by brick. Mm. And today it seems a little uh, you, like you described, you know, I do this and I do that and all that seems very fancy and um, um, I would say almost like an achievement, but it is not. It's all a culmination of years of trying something and slowly it is falling into place so but to answer your question a little, little bit more specifically i started working in 1994 straight out of college um, i'm an industry engineer couple of early jobs were to find my feet then i took up a job um, uh, which defined my career rest of my career at kimpro consultants in bombay which is where i cut my teeth into quality and that became my profession lifelong choice and um, so one of the bricks is actually making that choice uh, mm. to stay and stay committed to the field. So I think that's important. And then one thing leading to another, I you know, moved from Bombay to Bangalore and have stayed in Bangalore ever since. Um, in Bangalore, I've changed a few jobs. And um, along the way, I realized that I was already coaching some people in my team and other teams. 
so the mid career coaching that you mentioned happened more out of that it when people i didn't know directly started reaching out yeah i realized that there is something and there is something of service to other people so why not um so that's where the mid career part started and mid career only because there is there are a lot of people who are helping youngsters or early career professionals there are a lot of people who are helping the leadership um, category who's helping the mid career one which you and i are in right, right. so so as i was growing in my mid career i really did have questions and issues and but didn't have anybody to discuss with so i want to be that one person whom people can um have that conversation and there are many like uh, who are now trying to focus on mid career so yeah the social media part is slightly overblown i think um, everybody who stays consistent on any social media gets to somewhere which seems fancy so i don't give too much if linkedin were to stop tomorrow i'll be okay i not it's only a part of my life it's an extension of uh, something i'd like doing right i don't give too much importance um, to that of course i enjoy it and i like sharing my views there i like the adulation i like the um, comments and the dopamine that comes through it but it's not my life i'm perfectly fine without it if tomorrow happens to be a day where there is no social media you will find me as happy as i am today wonderful thanks anshuman uh, i love the point that you made about um, you know building it brick by brick and um, also the compounding is happening now because you've you've put in um, all those bricks have accumulated over all these years so a follow up question anshuman therefore is if you were to uh, advise your younger self right so if you were to look back maybe 10 or maybe 20 years maybe even further um right is there any advice that you would give your younger self today uh, looking back oh certainly everybody can give advice <laughs> to anybody um uh, you know life is certainly more easy in the hindsight uh, i could have done many things differently would i trade anything for this life or this life for anything else maybe not you know mm. so because i do firmly believe that whatever i did whatever i managed to do and didn't manage to do taught me something and i am today a result of all those things but in terms of um, maybe what i could have done differently maybe at certain points in my career i could have been a little bit more ambitious uh, i certainly think so that's something i uh, do talk to people when i meet people who are 25 30 40, 35 now and say that you know very soon this opportunity will slip away so the time to be a little bit more ambitious is now Right. Uh, and i think i didn't have that guidance or the insight at that point in my career i don't regret it but i certainly look back and think that there were points where i could have done that uh, so that would be only area which i think uh, would be there and maybe adding a little bit more education at some point also um, although my education is fairly <laughs> noteworthy but um, i do think that education brings dimensions that we otherwise can't mm. so that these two would be areas if um, i would say i could do differently in terms of advice i certainly remind everybody particularly the youngsters who come to me and my son is 21 now so i can repeat the same advice he may not take my advice but i can mm. repeat the advice that uh, 
in the initial part of your career please 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 work really hard uh, if you are having too much of a good time you are going to pay the price later on so please work really really hard in the early part of your career yes of course today's generation and every generation has the right and choice to enjoy life and particularly when you are earning your own money you have the right and choice to make have some fun but uh, if you're not really working hard if you're not lying on your bed and sleeping off in 2 minutes every night then you're not working hard enough um, and right. you will pay the price later on so the time to work really really hard is from early 20s to early 30s and you know that will hold you in very good stead later on in your career because you will build skill sets knowledge sets temperament attitude all that will be formed up and that will define the remaining 20 30 years of your career which you yeah. can't go back and do when you are in your 30s and 40s so that's the only advice i give um, to anybody younger whether myself my son or anybody else <laughs> anybody who cares listen uh, another uh, point i wanted to also discuss with you anshuman is um from a work related uh, lens right because um you i'm sure you speak to uh, folks uh, of course at work and also outside of work because you're also well connected within the community the larger uh, community so to speak um have you come across any broad trends um, right that are shaping the way that the future of work is evolving um and you've spoken about some of this uh, in other forums i've i've heard you speak about for instance longevity uh, as as one trend and therefore you know uh, but what that means for a typical career right um so any particular trends that you might want to highlight um anshuman i am not a very trend focused person anyway subhu um trend by definition means temporary so the i would rather look at patterns um, and not trends but mm-hmm. i get your point the from a longevity point of view or 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 making a career or building a career point of view it is extremely important to build one skill set that nobody else in the world can beat you on of course there will be people who can beat you on that skill set but you know what i mean you yeah. really really become so for me that was quality and the knowledge and application and the experience in quality i was absolutely fascinated by what it could do and i kept on building my skill set today of course it has expanded to include innovation simplification and related topics but um, but the core is quality right. so that if everything is stripped of me i still have that and that is something i will tell everybody who cares that if you are ch- chasing a pattern or a career trend or something like that pick something that you are really good at and then don't give up till you are really 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 good at that mm. throughout your career there will be people who will appreciate you for that particular skill set and that cannot be taken away mm. so you will see even at work or in your other professional circles you sometimes call somebody by a particular oh that lnd guy um oh that you know sales guy fantastic most right right that becomes your identifier in in a way right so like people call me the quality guy or something like that right so it it while i uh, 
appreciate their sentiment but i get a little deeper i if you peel the onion why do they do that they do that because i have put in years and of effort and outcomes to make sure that i can deserve that tax um, so that's the only thing i would say that pick something and then give your life to it uh, is uh, is all i can say rest everything trends will keep changing patterns will keep changing something will happen yeah if you are a, you know always edgy and towards the you know further edge of the subject that you have picked you will keep learning something new right in my own field for example quality change into transformation into innovation and i was always into automation and other things and i was always at that edge i always wanted to do that extra bit that was coming to the field and learn and and therefore i have been able to travel a little longer and deeper into the field of quality right. than many other professionals who started their careers along with me. of course some have gone further as well but i can only talk of about myself um could you talk a little bit um, about uh, you mentioned that you you coach mid career professionals and how you got into it um what's the methodology that you typically use why do professionals typically come to you um typical challenges that they face um you know and how do you go about um, uh, coaching them anjuman uh, so why do people come to anybody firstly because they want to talk right so and i deeply appreciate the kindness and the generosity and the courage of this generation that they are able to talk about topics related to career which only 10 years ago was a taboo mm. if i was suffering or i had a problem in my career it was my destiny or my lot or my you know fate in life to suffer and i didn't believe i meaning i'm speaking for millions of people sure we nobody believed that you could actually repair this situation you could actually do something about it or they did not even believe that it was important to even consider doing something about it that situation in only 10 years or so has changed so much that today you'll find lot of people who are full time coaches i of course only do part time because i have a full time job like mentioned but since people do come to me i do take out time to speak to them so that is first uh, people coming to anybody right not just me any any coach why do they come to me because i think my journey is nothing fancy right so they see their journey in my journey mm. and i am not out of my mid career and i am not sitting at some pedestal saying that oh i made it in life i am ceo of this company and therefore you need to listen to me i am along those people who come to me so they see a little bit of themselves in me and they because i have taken a few steps ahead of them they relate to my struggles and challenges and limitations and see themselves in me and i think that probably i hope <laughs> that is what is bringing them to me and some yeah. have actually expressed so some who i do ask sometimes that what attracted you to have this conversation right um, and this is a summary of what they told me and i deeply appreciate that because that's how my life is you know i i told you about brick by brick and compounding so i do want to be seen as that um, because it is what it is you know i nothing came in a fancy flash of some lightning and next day i was something else uh, yeah. it, it doesn't happen that way yeah the third is that how do i go about this coaching thing so that bit has evolved in the last couple of years uh, maybe maybe a little more than couple of years one is of course the fact that we do a 
I try and do a diagnostics or discovery as to what is the real issue. People describe symptoms and not the problem. Of course, many don't know the problem. So okay. symptom could be my boss is yelling at me. I am not able to get things done. I am always late or or I am not getting a promotion. These are all symptoms. What are the what is the problem and therefore what is the cause? I so I bring my quality background or quality knowledge to this as well. So in quality. if you have a defect you don't look at you can't do anything about the defect right defect is already there yeah what is the actual problem that caused the defect and therefore what is the causes that caused the defect and then you work on the causes if the causes are taken care of it will take care of the problem and the symptom uh, together similar to a medical field if you have a headache headache is a symptom there is some underlying problem there is some underlying cause so you work on the cause and don't work on the symptom because symptom is just taking a crocin or a disprin or any other uh, analgesic but uh, that uh, will only cause temporary relief so my approach is to try and find out what could be happening and then from my experience and through a process of questioning and helping people discover their own uh, situation and most of the time people actually are very smart they come up with the answers themselves you know right. and i frankly don't have answers uh, i have the questions any coach actually should have if a coach is giving you a lot of answers then not a very good coach then they are just in love with themselves yeah. and they want the world to become like them and that's not a very good coach uh, right. not that's not a coach at all actually because a coach should be able to help you find your own answers your own questions explore yourself and is only showing you the path and asking those questions that will help you go dig deeper um look at it this way subhu anybody who has had the courage and the intelligence and the smarts to come up to, to a coach and say articulate a problem is already good enough is yeah. already pretty good actually even mindset wise temperament wise all these things they they're pretty good they've made that choice yeah they can't be dumb right so Uh, coaches who give a lot of solutions um, are then underestimating the intelligence of the coachy who came to them uh, so that's my method of course i have some formula i have a shine formula which i use with people which may be in a longer podcast i can i can talk about i i try and also distinguish where in their career transitions they are are they overlapping or there is an intersection or or they are looking at something completely different some have come who are at the retirement stage so there is a little bit of a uh, career transition planning that i have helped them with uh, and thankfully because i am i can't say i am retirement age but i am not too far away from that so that um, that has probably helped them feel a little comfortable uh, with me so yeah so that's where that's a simple summarized response uh, i love the fact that you also bring your quality expertise into your coaching i think that's a great transference of knowledge from one domain to the other that's that's fantastic um uh, have you uh, come across any common challenges or um, you know at least off late uh, because you also coach a lot of uh, mid career professionals who may be also young um burnout was something uh, that that you have talked about in one of your other um, you know uh, interviews also um do you see uh, burnout as a big challenge today for uh, professionals and typically what advice do you give them if you feel that maybe they won't wouldn't articulate it that way but you probably hear it yourself 
and um, has that been a common um, challenge that you've heard from professionals yes uh, and and sadly um, because subu and some b- bit of it is like this and i'll be a little controversial here and i'll i'm using my words judiciously and with due respect but it may to some people in an isolated way appear a little rude or insensitive but it is not i'm speaking with a play, from a place of responsibility uh, see the situation you know because the word depression has become common now or understood anybody who's had a bad day thinks that they are in depression mm. right similarly anybody who's had a very hard working day and you know is tired will say i am burnt out that's not burnout right similar to recession in the economy only two or three consecutive quarters of negative growth is called recession right and recession in many economies is not even considered you know that taboo that you will stop everything yeah? because people know that some of this is cyclical also in several commu- uh, economies where it is very manufacturing oriented or mining oriented recession could be tied to various cycles also and uh, so just as recession is sometimes overused abused depression is overused abused depression is a clinical diagnosis and is a condition you know i yeah. i'm not belittling it it is of course true and real yeah but you and i don't decide that we are depressed a trained professional will decide right right so same way burnout is uh, may not need a trained professional to decide but it is certainly a feeling of prolonged and many weeks of feeling burnt out and unable to come out of that situation unable to have fresh ideas feeling physically and mentally tired all those things that all constitutes the the overall i would say construct of being burnt out so first input i give to most people who use the word burnout is that think carefully are you really burnt out or just feeling you know are you escaping from what you want to do or is that the case because um, if today in a you know slightly i would say elevated state of understanding that the world has about mental health issues the moment you say depressed and burnout people will pay attention to you there are many people who derive their joy in life through attention and that could also be the case i am not saying that is the case but that could also be the case. so you have to eliminate all these factors and then right. come to the point that this is real Mm. assuming that yes there is a prolonged state of that feeling then i have worked with i think in the last year or so three or four people i have worked with whom had this one person i encouraged her to uh, move out of that uh, team because looking at everything in the short term it was impossible for the situation to change so when the situation doesn't changes doesn't change you change the situation and move out right so because you really it is beyond you to prepare the situation in another case uh, we were able to construct a situation where the person spoke to his boss and um, they came to some conclusion that this is not the best way thankfully and and respectfully i would say that the boss or the manager in this case was very uh, understanding he had probably not understood that he was driving his time team to uh, madness <laughs> so so yeah these two examples come to mind but there are many and i would say uh, while burnout is real and cannot be ignored 
very often it is not the case you know it is just a case of you having a very tough week or a tough few days a days break or quiet uh, weekend will be enough to help you out but uh, if it is more serious than that then of course you need some intervention one uh, amusing case i remember is that you know this person complained and then i asked you know he was continuing to party and go out every weekend everything so i said where is your burnout for all this man <laughs> so you are not burnt out because you are you are trying to balance your entirely diverse lifestyle and you know balance work family going out friends everything and trying to give it the same time you are feeling completely fatigued and unable to cope up it's a simple game. you have to give up one of those things yeah. at least in the short term right so and that's usually the answer for burnout most of the time that you have to give up for some give up something in the short term till you achieve a balance and and maintain of course there are toxic situations and all i am counting those out because this is not a conversation for that um, but i have i've dealt with a few people who had those experiences but uh, that's a completely different topic i would say so yeah so uh, that would be my response to both sure um thanks for that nuance um anshuman i think it's a very balanced perspective is that uh, first diagnose it clearly and then take action instead of just jumping straight into action i think that's the message uh, and then also take action i think that's the other important point that you made don't just um you know sit on it change the situation if it's not working for you um fantastic so it's also a good pivot point for me to get on to the next kind of subtopic that i had for us today anshuman um which is that i'm sure in your professional journey of all these years you've seen both sides uh, of um, you know one is of course the culture in large uh, uh, conglomerates indian uh, multinational etc and also uh, you're now also coaching people for Uh, their careers young professionals so have you gained any insights when looking at these two perspectives side by side uh, one is marrying your expertise now in careers and how people should think about their personal aspiration growth uh, access to opportunities mobility and all of that with organizational culture right so what the environment is like is it you know open versus closed is it hierarchical uh, it's a slightly broad question that i'm asking you for you to play around a little bit but any any broad insights you've gained looking at these two constructs uh, side by side uh, anshuman so this is a deep question subhu i i hmm. i think you were overestimating my intelligence to <laughs> respond to this uh, but i'll give it a shot one thing i've learned in my career is that it you are taking the risk of answering asking the question i it is uh, no problem for me to try and answer so um the word that comes to mind and i have used that a lot in the last 5 years is intentional mm. right see we will never be able to solve company culture alone right it will take a group to impact the company culture and it may take years it is ideally done top down so if the top is not super interested and uh, aligned to change and improve the culture of an organization you and i may struggle to to make an impact right i'm not saying yeah. we should not try mm. but we should also be very mindful and aware that we may not be able to make the romantic difference that we see in movies uh, and it may just be a simple case of manpower right so right. but having said that what is in our control certainly we can do so uh, when i say our control as in anybody who's uh, thinking about their career 
and the word comes to pops up in my mind and i have been using that a lot in the last few years is intentional how intentional are we about our career so intentional versus accidental or in, intention versus incident mm. right? are we waiting for things to happen to us are we waiting for somebody to do have we you know by saying that you know there are some people who are very uh, i would say uh, they surrender or submit to their managers i would guidance yeah. while that is good but by giving your key to happiness to somebody else you are actually surrendering your entire career to somebody and person may or may not be capable may or may or may not be willing also right so the intention is yours if you are intentional you have a plan it is like running a marathon or you do some running so you will understand this if you registered for a marathon uh, 42 kilometers you will be intentional about it right you certainly yeah. know that one day before the marathon if you wake up and say oh today i will do some stretching tomorrow is my 42 kilometers and i have to do it in under 5 hours and um, you listen to some motivational bhajan kirtan and you land up at the uh, the race track what will happen you are probably in some hospital after one hour right right so all of us i mean you meaning i am just taking your example but you do of course run much better than this but um, the same happens to our career we want that fancy job but we don't want to work for it we want that promotion but we don't want to work for it we want that salary hike but we don't want to work for it we want to do the same thing we did 5 years ago mm. and yet we want a 25% salary hike how is this going to happen we are not being intentional about our career we don't have a world view many of many people whom i coach and even in my teams i find that they don't have a world view they are doing what they were doing 10 years ago and expect a 25% hike mm. by definition if you are doing what you would unless you are you know landing man on mars right if you are doing what you were doing 10 years ago by definition that role have, would have become commoditized many more people would be doing it right. your own skill set would have improved what you needed 8 hours to do you need 4 hours to do now maybe 2 hours right so instead of doing more things and better things in those 4 and 6 more hours you are actually expecting more salary in that how is this going to happen it will not happen right so and then people feel bad that oh my salary has not increased in this many years and and expect that and of course there are other factors i'm just oversimplifying this situation so intentional is the word uh, that comes to mind in terms of when you ask this question that the intersection of what how i work with people to coach them including my own self coaching right so i i'm also a uh, career professional i'm also in my mid career i have to coach myself as well uh, yeah and uh, not every year is the is the year that i can write a book about right so there will be years where uh, things don't go as i wanted but i have to be intentional i have to have a plan for everything i have to try and work on that plan and then make sure that i do my best then leave the rest to some level of destiny so that's that's something i would say uh, and the defining word for this section will be intentional yeah absolutely be, be intentional about your career yeah. and, and then give it your best
yeah it reminds me uh, uh incidentally it reminds me of a quote that i saw just yesterday we were doing a program on shuman mm-hmm. uh, from alice in wonderland you might have heard of it so yeah. where alice asks the cat would you please tell me which way should i go from here and the cat yeah. says that depends a good deal on where you want to go yeah uh, so alice says i don't much care where then mm. the cat says then it doesn't matter which way you go you go anywhere <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah many people are like so, that and yeah. and, and sadly uh, and when they come to me uh, for any input or advice and and i'll be honest you know quite a few people who come to me they don't come again because i gave them such a culture shock or a uh, you know view in the mirror mm. that they don't come to me and i'm fine with that because they were they are not ready for that change so if they are not ready for change i cannot bring about that change uh, and uh, and by meeting me for half an hour what will happen Mm. Okay. A follow-on question, Anshuman, is um, you know, have you seen? Um, and I'm sure you have. I'm just ask, uh, you know, checking uh, for any specific examples that you might uh, that you might have to share of uh, cases where people actually made a career shift because, um, uh, you know, of the change that you're talking about that they uh, got inspired, maybe uh, looking at uh, somebody else doing something different, or maybe something within them kind of changed. That's that's one part of the question. The second part of the question is: Did you also see, uh, have you also seen? maybe organizations retain good people because uh, the culture was so great and the opportunities within the organization was great uh, and therefore people you know these uh, people uh, you know decided to stay back so it's a two sided question um, any any thoughts on that anshuman oh yeah yeah plenty i think yeah because the stories about failures and misalignmental culture get more popularity and today in the age of social media they get amplified uh, sometimes without justification mm. uh, and with all this happening these stories the good stories actually go hidden uh, right so uh, this is what i call failure porn so you know and not i many people call it that way that you know this gets the eyeballs and the mind space yeah there are well there is a lot of good work happening i'll tell you about our team only in the last 3 years three people and now fourth one who's left us and come back to us for culture mm right and you know we can't be the best place in the world but yeah. we are better than many right we are better than many and that's why people who gone left us gone out and then wanting to come back and they have come back not just wanting so and i'm sure many organizations have these stories you know we are neither unique nor special uh so many organizations have these stories and the true mark of a leader or a manager is what happens in his or her absence uh so there is culture does play uh, a vital role particularly in organizations where they have to retain employees i have myself opted for a job where i had two other offers who were, and both of them had were higher paid mm and but i made a choice that i will join this company because i want that experience to be in that mind space i stayed there for 4 plus 5 years almost and uh, then i got a better opportunity and a mood but um, i'm very proud of that decision in my life when i made that choice uh, to move to infosys at that time where i had two other offers which were actually better paid right significantly better paid actually one of them so would i do that 
thing again today maybe yes uh, maybe yes uh, i say maybe only because i don't know i mean but at that point i made a very conscious choice and i'm very proud of it and i know many people including my friend circle and other peers who have made these choices uh, in their careers so there are many many examples too, uh, where people make these choices it's only that we don't choose to talk about it uh, and so openly in social media and that's why i talked about it right now and mentioned the company as well because right it's not that the company i mentioned is the only such company or the greatest company or anything it is just that i made the choice and i lived that choice and many people do live that choice so the uh, people working for culture staying for culture and getting retained for culture is not as unique as people think mm. not of course money is important but very soon in your career you start realizing how much money is important mm. uh, the four people i mentioned two of them have come at a pay cut mm. so <laughs> they it is important but um, culture certainly is important of course it is like everything else it is not everything there there are more factors but it is certainly important um a follow on question there uh, anshuman therefore is what role um, does the manager play um, right uh, in in uh nurturing people in in making sure that their interests are married to what they are doing uh, at work uh to, to mention to have the right kind of team culture kind of set up within the team uh so if you can talk to a little bit on that uh, anshuman sure so more than 20 years ago when google was not such a big company they had a very fancy experiment which some companies have repeated later on to their peril they actually eliminated all managerial positions right you might have heard of it you are yeah. in that space where this story is very popular but your audience may not have known so i am yeah. repeating it yeah. and then came a um, the most amazing coach ever bill campbell who convinced the uh, the then ceo and the promoters and the founders that this is the dumbest idea here of course he was nice about it because he had a job himself but he said this is super dumb and managers play a very very big role um, and i am not even using the term people manager or anything any manager managers play and i personally don't believe the word people manager should exist because every manager is a people manager but yeah. what else are you managing mm. so you are managing the people right so you are people manager um, so anyway that debate aside the right from selection of people for certain tasks distribution of tasks knowing who can do what knowing how much to push whom knowing when to push whom knowing who turns on with what is is not a small activity one has to be very conscious intentional mindful in understanding that so a manager's role is almost a 24 by 7 role there is no off duty in that sense suppose you are at a at a party and you have a team of 20 people you get to know either directly indirectly that one of your colleagues parent has passed away what you do at that point in time mm. is more valuable than what you did the entire year for that one person or for even for the team Mm. this is the moment of litmus test of the manager now you can say i am off duty but like i said a manager is never off duty when you 
deal with people when you work with people they are always with you and if you want the respect and the affection and the admiration and the adulation uh, and the friendship of your team you have to be there yeah so what you do in that moment when somebody's loved one has passed i am dramatizing the situation so that you remember uh, the example and your audience remembers but i have known managers who say okay i'll call tomorrow mm. but in that moment if you could do something to lessen the grief or the pain or extend a arm around the shoulder or go and meet or arrange something else and and show your care and concern and genuine care and concern because people can see through that that if it is artificial people can see through it yeah that bit actually defines everything i would say um and many people ignore this aspect and they overly focus on only on work allocation and achievement uh, and ignore the the emotional part of managing a team i understand that in a global setting there will be certain cultures where there will be strong boundaries on what you can talk about and um, bringing families to conversation and all may not be same in every culture and we are fine with that but people are people right so uh, the uh, that's extremely important i mean we had a case last year where one team member passed away in very unfortunate circumstances and another manager from another team in in the same city went out of his way to make sure that the family got all the support became like without hr being involved became almost like the single point of contact for nothing the person is already gone uh, no real connection why because there was a team culture built around the team that uh, we are one team and if in times of distress and grief if you can't stand next to your team member then you have no right to stand next to the team member when that joyful moment arrives Mm. So on that somber note I will I will hand it back to you. So yeah that's how deeply I think about team culture. It is not built on the moments of joy and, right. and celebration. It's actually built in the moments of grief and sorrow. Sure that's very powerful. Thanks for uh, uh sharing that Anshuman. Um um focusing uh, a little bit on organizations as a whole and since we are talking about culture now Uh, in today's context given that uh, you know professionals have access to vast opportunities and you've given examples of people of uh, them coming back despite having those opportunities uh, right so uh, and you've also spoken in other forums and even today about how generations are also you know different and how um, uh, what the evolving role is of both the professional and therefore the organization right so my question is what is it uh, what role do organizations play today um right when when it comes to today's work context uh, given the generation uh, career aspirations and also culture so any thoughts on that anshuman so this is one of those things that you know it changes over generations but it doesn't change also right so our deepest desires are to be acknowledged appreciated recognized and leaving a legacy mm. right that hasn't changed in 500 years or 5000 years mm. so that has defined kingdoms in the past and that is defining departments and functions and companies in today 
so the context may change but the deepest desire to be acknowledged appreciated recognized and leaving a legacy has not really changed the context of course has changed what can the companies or organizations do of course i i do think that if, if you want a culture of cooperation if you want a culture of friendship you have to be the role model it will not happen through posters and screen savers and brown bag lunches and all the other stuff that people yeah. tend to focus on it will happen through role model if the like one of the greatest leaders of the last 25 years alan mulally of ford motor company and earlier of um, boeing i met him personally and in the five minutes i met him he made me look like or feel like he, we were friends and this was alan mulally at that time ceo of ford motor company he gave me undivided attention i was nobody i was not even working for ford right so i was mm. i was nobody i was just at a conference he was there and we were both early to the conference he was a speaker and uh, since i saw the opportunity i thought let me go and have a chat with him he spoke and i was deeply floored by the humility and the interest he showed in another human being mm. knowing fully well that he had nothing to gain from that conversation right but he actually gained from that conversation because i am here 10 years down the line telling you this story in a podcast which he will never listen to right so <laughs> maybe we should try sending it to him <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but but that's the power of uh, what organizations can do so it is important to uh, to be that role model so what the culture that you want in the company will not happen by posters and screen savers you have to be that role model so that is organization and the leadership's primary responsibility i believe second is to hire then similar people if you want that culture then hire people who already have that culture mm. you won't be able to build that culture easily but you if you hire people in key positions who already demonstrate that uh, or personify that uh, culture or 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 stand for that culture or demonstrate that then your job is done right so you so it's uh, i would say it is simple but not easy uh, everybody knows it's like quitting smoking right everybody knows you don't smoke you quit smoking that's all uh, mm. right mm. it sounds easy but it's not easy yeah so everybody knows what to do same thing setting a culture or living uh, that culture is 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 um, simple but not easy and the only way i know and i've seen some companies build it is by hiring right and being the role model at the top once that happens then i'm so i'll give an example you know in i was in a in a leadership setup where in the same role over the over 3 years i saw two different people so one person will open the meeting one leader will open the meeting and you know team we are here to discuss this topic and um, xyz what with it um by the way my choice is to go with this but i would love to hear from you guess what happens after that right the other person would say only announce that this is the situation there are multiple options i want to hear your options and your choices and you will hear from me in the end uh, same team same team only the leader changed uh, and marked difference in culture and this is you know i was in this i was one of the team members in both the setups the teams were pretty much the same in both the setups and one person just changed so that's what uh, 
is the power of how you role model uh, your your behavior you don't have to be mm. on time magazine and forbes and fortune you can do it daily and we all can do it daily as well so i mean this is one example i have tried to live by now when i have my meetings and i am in a position where i do have a uh, leadership responsibility i try and keep my opinion to myself till i have heard more opinions and very often i am able to change that opinion because i heard something better so so yeah that's a small example but maybe use uh, of use to your audience fantastic um that's great the point about role modeling and how it's important to um you know at least in this example that you gave it's important to listen uh, first and then um, share your views and maybe you'll change your mind because you've heard something better um from your team um anshuman just one last question before i let you go um all of us have been through this uh, pandemic uh, that happened in 2020 um have you seen any shifts uh, before and after is there something that's um yeah you know that's true today which probably wasn't the case pre pandemic with respect to careers culture whatever it is um any insights uh, that you've gained so bill gates has this wonderful quote about technology that we underestimate what we can do in a decade and we overestimate what we can achieve in a year mm. so and i think while he said it in a different context it completely applies to the last two years we have traveled decades in the last two three years um most of it good i would say some of course uh, the the not so good part is that people are a uh, lot more anxious and edgy these days because of you know stress related to their well being and family's well being and health yeah. and many unfortunately sadly have lost family members very dear ones and that scar and trauma stays with you because they keep feeling that we could have done something more they may or may not have been able to do and in any case it is already done right but but that trauma and scar remains with many people so that aside if you keep if for a moment it is we can't ignore it but for a yeah. moment if we keep that aside the other changes of course are think like adoption of this you know uh, technology that we are using so yeah we are able to have this conversation as if we were meeting in office and uh, so this is a huge change and this is accelerated if there was no pandemic it might have still happened but it might have taken 10 years mm. so that is this is one the other is of course this work from home and i jokingly call it work for home because you know <laughs> when you work from home too much then you become part of the furniture and um, <laughs> the the lines between where you are working from home and for home get very blurred so yeah. while it it does bring down commute and other things other advantages are there but it has added a lot of stress on some people because now they have to manage a multitude of things thankfully this is this problem or the issue is only limited to it workers or or related fields and i can't see how a doctor and a plumber can work from home so so that is another change um, the third which is probably most important uh, and maybe i'll add one more the change is that people are now far more open to multiple career options you know mm-hmm. so uh, if not career options at least how you what else you can do for example somebody like me who had never considered that i will actually coach somebody is now offering my time 
of course discretionary time and willing to meet people strangers and offering them offering some help and service to them and there are millions of people like this and you have started this podcast right Three years ago, you might not have even considered something like this, or four yeah. years ago, right before the pandemic. Mm. But today, you realize that you have a voice and you have a network, and it is your responsibility and maybe desire to bring the voice and network together and offer a perspective and opinion to people. Now, ten people may listen to your podcast, and ten thousand people may listen to your podcast. Tomorrow, ten million people may re- uh, listen to your post- podcast, but. the core thing is that you have realized that you have this thing in you that you have a voice and you have a network and you have an opinion and you can bring all of this together in the form of a uh, educational or a or a uh, experiential kind of a episode yeah i am certain this was not in your mind four years ago it wasn't in my mind i know many people both in their yeah. mind mm. so that shift certainly has happened in many of our people who people like us who are now thinking beyond our day to day work and not for money you I know mean, because i'm sure you are spending more in and than earning anything in this right so you are actually not only using your time you have to buy equipment you have to buy hosting services and all this 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 is some expense uh, since i do it as well so i know about yeah. it <laughs> so this doesn't come uh, cheap uh, if somebody is thinking that oh subhu is sitting there you know earning a side income millions of rupees and all that this is not happening you know it is all time and effort and money invested but for some joy so this change i think certainly and many people are doing similar things uh, i think that is a sheer joy to see people expressing themselves in a different format in different ways and probably it is bringing stress down subhu i think um, in many ways i think at least when i record a show with somebody like you and or, or i have my own show i'm very happy that day right um, yeah. for no apparent reason just that you know i was able to share stage with somebody and talk about a topic i am deeply passionate about yeah and he and or she uh, learned out of it and had something to offer to me and i learned something out of it sheer joy this joy was not available for years so that thing i i would rather focus on the positive of this shift then the other shifts because the other shifts were anyway going to happen the technology trend would have anyway happened and it might have taken a few more years so that's a slightly long answer to a short question subhu uh, but um, but that's the risk you took by asking that question excellent i think that's a wonderful answer to the, to the question anshuman uh, thanks anshuman uh, for spending the time with me and uh, being on the show it's it's been wonderful uh chatting with you and i'm sure the readers uh, the listeners will benefit um uh, from this episode so thank you so much for taking the time my pleasure totally and subhu i i will also hope uh, that your listeners uh, enjoy the show and if somebody wants to get in touch with me i am pretty active on linkedin so you can reach out to me and um, follow me or or reach out to me if you need any input or or coaching as well thanks a lot and uh, pleasure being here subhu Build your career brick by brick and watch it compound over time. Be intentional and be really good at one thing. If you're a manager, be the role model for everyone else. There were so many inspiring takeaways from this conversation. Until next time, I encourage you to think carefully and consciously about your career no matter what stage of your professional journey you're at.